Welcome to the Sovereign Love Stream podcast with your hosts, Danny and Vanessa Panzella Velez. Join us and special expert guests as we discuss love, sex, parenting, psychedelics, and spirituality. Please subscribe now and join us bi-weekly on Sundays at SovereignLoveStream.com for our live video broadcast. Please check out our social media on censorship-free platforms like Minds.com, Float.app, and Odyssey.com. Find links to all of our social media at SovereignLoveStream.com. If you would like to support our show with an energy exchange, please visit us at Patreon.com slash SovereignLoveStream. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome to Sovereign Love Stream. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Danny. And we're super happy to have all of you here. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, do you want to get started? What do you... Yeah, well, thanks for coming. <laughs> we have um, two awesome special guests, one of um, Sal Vasquez and Elisa Vasquez. I've known Sal since, I don't know, since we were kids, like probably... 13 years old or something. We used to go to youth group together and uh, it, we've both come a long way since then. <laughs> but um, yeah, let me just uh, introduce them. And actually, I'm just gonna have them introduce themselves. Let's just bring them on. I was gonna read their bio, but you know what? Why not hear it right from their mouth? So welcome, Sal and Elisa. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. You guys are awesome. Oh, you're welcome. We appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good that you guys had us on. We really appreciate it, man. And yeah, me, me and Danny go way back, way back. Yeah, we yeah, have, we've uh, heard some stories. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a story involved when it too, comes to YouTube. Too many stories, man. Too many stories. Well, because we're we're both such characters that you know we there's always a lot of stories. Yes. Yeah, man. But I think it's really cool how you guys have both like just grown and transcended so many different, uh, you know, like different journeys. It's like lifetimes of yeah, of stuff you guys have been through. So oh, yeah. I think what we have in common is we both seek truth. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Whatever that looks like, and where we're willing, because we've gone through some stuff, right? Yeah. We've been crushed enough where we're willing to open our eyes and be able to see, you know what that truth is. We're looking for that truth. And so that led us on, on, a, on, a, on some different journeys, some different paths. And I'm yeah. really happy with that path. Absolutely. And it's taken us to some dark places and we've emerged from those places stronger and purified. And that's right. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And that's, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I really appreciate your work and your work in yourself and then as a couple the both of you we both really appreciate what you guys have been doing and that's why we wanted to have you on the show i will say for the audience um sound lisa are working on content educational content to teach kids emotional intelligence and i really want them to introduce it because i'm not going to do it any justice but it's really powerful stuff so go ahead take it away guys yeah thank you so much so you know first of all for us emotional intelligence is like it's the foundation of really being able to raise a family that thrives right it's it's literally the bedrock of of what i feel what we feel and what we've come to know should be the number one thing that we focus on in our children um at a young age if they can get this hold on we have to switch wow <laughs> That's okay. Good. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I love it. That's all right. So listen. You gotta have fun. If it's not fun, it's not getting done. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, emotional intelligence. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, if, you know, if we if we can get this, you know, we really feel like we will do our kids a great service. Like this is an investment. Um, on our end that we're investing our time we're investing having to really learn all this because we had no clue what emotional intelligence is but we've invested in ourselves we've invested in our children because we feel like this is the thing if they can yeah. get this we can literally affect generations well they're showing that um emotional intelligence actually is twice um a predictor of future success actually than academics so that's a really big statement to say um, because it's foundational, 
you know, anything that has to do with, with how you handle and approach life, um, is, 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 is everything right. I mean, you can't build unless you have that foundation. So absolutely. Yeah. If you're not aware, how can you literally create? And so we kind of, we teach a lot of different things that kids can actually understand and implement right away. Because for us, this is how this whole thing emerged. Like we were desperate to try to figure out mm -hmm. what can we do? Oh, what can I do to my son just threw himself on the floor in anger. And I'm standing there saying to myself, I have, no, I have no clue what to do. I don't know what to do. Well, at first it was just like your typical timeout. Um, and that was, we realized very quickly and early on actually that that was not how we wanted to parent because it involved shame. And just from our like journey of, of self-awareness and self-development and stuff, we, and we're both life coaches, you know, certified life coaches for over a decade. <laughs> it's crazy. I think before there were right. life coaches, we were life coaches. <laughs> um, <That's right. laughs> but just from all of that training and stuff that it's just a journey that you walk through yourself, right. Before you can teach it to anyone. Um, we just, we knew that it's not possible to, to really grow when you're feeling overwhelming shame. Um, you're, you know, never mind just physiologically, but it's just your body shuts down. The kids go into, um, something called a cortisol dump. So their body is just flooded with cortisol. Um, there's just not a whole lot of learning happening when you're, um, in that state. Right. And so we knew that this just wasn't going to work. And that's the only tool we really had. That's it. That's all we had. That's all we were taught. Right. I mean, for me, I didn't have any other tools. Right. Or like, you know, just try to show the kid uh, a lesson. You know, teach them, a, teach them a lesson. I'm going to walk away because, you know, my ego is really, really big. And I'm going to teach my child a lesson. I'm not going to give in to their tantrum right now. You well, know, I think when you think that they're manipulating you and that's your story, that that's oftentimes the interpretation that, we yeah. that you have to be assertive so that they don't get one over you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Xander gets things over on me all the time. I'm like kind of the opposite direction where my dad was kind of more of that parenting style. And so then I decided I'm not going to be that way. And I went completely the other direction to where this kid can, he just man, can manipulate me. He puts on the sad <laughs> face and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> but he knows you as the compassionate, loving father. And I guarantee you that that connection is something that will transcend all of the other exactly. lessons. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, for us, we're really big in maintaining that connection, right? So you can take everything else and literally like put it to the side. If you if we if you can maintain your connection with your child, You'll, you'll be able to grow together. I believe you'll be able to ride, raise a, a healthy, thriving child because in that connection, in the container where they know that they can come to you and they know that even no matter what happens, you see them and you love them for who they really are for them. Like you really see them. I, I, I think that if we can maintain that, uh, we're gonna raise thriving children. And it has to do with awareness emotional awareness on both parts not just us now we're we're, we're literally going to transfer for our emotional ethos into our children so it's really important that we get it for ourselves but then what we're what we're teaching them through the vibrations and through the energy that they're picking up in the home is really really it's really important and so that's the first lesson but then we communicate that lesson to them we speak uh, you know, on emotions and we talk about emotions and we talk about how they can shift their emotions. And so we're communicating that to them verbally as well. So they um, the just the ethos of, of the family and we're trying to communicate that to them verbally as well. So we're trying, we're trying our best to, to, to do that and kind of make Just like a happen. little bit of a backstory. Um, we both homeschool our kids. So this is kind of, this is kind of our normal. Um, and so early on, we learned um, just how how difficult it can be to all be together. I mean, we we primarily work from home together, so we're um, we're I'm really fortunate to have a wonderful partner um, that we but we can get you know we get along. But it took me a really long time. Um, it took me years actually to realize um, because 
the dynamic of having the kids home with you, your husband's with you, your partner's with you, and you're trying to just make everything work. You have to pay the bills. You need to, you know, things have to get done. Um, and there were some days where I would just go to bed crying. <laughs> I would just be like, I, when, when I put the kids down, I would just be crying. Um, and it wasn't until I finally saw that I had control over the emotional environment, uh, environment of my family, that I was not at the, uh, you know, at the effect of it, um, that I was able to actually cause the environment to be how I wanted it to be. And until I realized and took responsibility for the environment, because a lot of times I would just be like, I was actually in victim mode. I, I mean, can you imagine that? I was in victim mode and it was my kids that were the perpetrators. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I, you know, that's how I would end my day. Like these kids just, and I, I mean, how silly is that? We are the parents and we are in a position to be able to craft and to form and to, you know, we have the, uh, the freedom to create the environment we want to see. That's right. That is so huge. Just that simple revelation. Um, you know, I think, Sorry to interrupt. Um, I think that that is a very common emotion. I was a stay-at-home dad with Xander for the first like two and a half years. And I think that's um, a common thing to feel like you're being victimized by your kids, especially if there's more than one. You know, I only had one. You guys have three <laughs> running around. So we got three, man. They outnumber you guys. So <laughs> you better watch out. They may and, and, the, and the little one is, is she's the most energetic she man she she's yeah <laughs> she is. i think that's a common thing that a lot of parents feel that overwhelming anxiety at the end of the day like my god I i'm so exhausted i must suck as a parent that i can't right. handle this and um yeah so i think a lot of times it can be difficult not only for us to manage their emotions but to manage our own emotions Big. and and like you said earlier if you can't manage your own, how are you, how are you going to expect to teach your kids to model theirs? Right. So I think uh, a lot of, we just watched your, the introduction to, to your emotional intelligence course. And we felt like this is amazing for us as parents to sit and, and learn these techniques and just to apply to our own lives. Right. And you know what? It's really just coming from a place where I, I think the reason why it's so effective with the children is because it's coming from a place of this is what we are trying to practice ourselves. Like this is what we're so hard trying to be aware parents, be aware individuals, uh, allow ourselves to feel, uh, have compassion for ourselves. Like we're, we're trying to learn this and get this, that it's, it's easier for us to communicate that to these kids because this is what we're really trying to boots on the ground, man. This is either working or it's not working. And we found some things that have definitely worked because if it can work with our kids, it can work with anyone. I promise you that. I promise you. We have some high energy, very, very self-sufficient, wake up in the morning, make their own eggs, toast, and bacon, <laughs> and, you know, and they're, they're five and six years old. Like that's kind of the type of kids that we have. And so, you know, but we also butt heads a lot with them as well. So this is coming from a place of this is what's working. And so th that's why I feel like it's, it's, it's so successful and, and it's really foundational stuff that I believe is not only trans transformational for the child, but it's just like you guys said, it's transformational for the whole family. Well, that's where the superhero training came in. We were like desperate. <laughs> we were desperate. We were desperate. And you know what? This is what emerged out of yeah. that, that chaos, you know? And um, so this is, I'll just show you real quick uh, because it would take a lot to really kind of go into it. This is our superhero training kit. And um, we really developed this out of, a, out of a very, very messy place where we tried to figure out how can we really, really practically help our children uh, navigate their emotions, but not only navigate their emotions, to really be creators of their lives. Uh, because if you could master your emotions, we tell the kids all the time, if you could master your emotions, if you could really learn how to navigate your emotions, you'll literally be able to create your reality. You'll be able to create a beautiful day for yourself. And we go through all of these different exercises, like how does it feel to be 
angry right now? Does that really feel good? And we kind of allow the kids to feel it and they say no. And so, you know, we're constantly trying to teach our children first and the kids that we teach online. Uh, we're trying to teach them how to be okay with feeling how they're feeling, right? Uh, emotions are neutral. There's no good emotion. There's no bad emotions. Uh, emotions are just normal. And we tell the kids emotions are normal. And you can kind of see a sigh of relief kind of come over some of these kids because when I say, you know, feeling mad is okay. You're allowed to feel mad or you're allowed to feel frustrated. You know, they feel validated. Um, and we, we start from there, you know, just letting these kids know that you're allowed to feel how you're going to feel. That's okay, but you don't want to stay in low energy emotions. And so we teach them what these low energy emotions are. We use our superhero training kit and we have some of these really cool character cards. So this is sad and we help them kind of identify um, th this is low energy, right? It's okay to feel this way. This is anger. You know, it's okay to feel that way. This is my favorite one. <laughs> That's a higher energy emotion. So we start teaching them how to raise their emotions, be okay with where they're at, but raise their energy because it's their choice. They can choose what they think and they can choose how they feel to literally create the life that 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 they want to create. And it's it's really effective. We find it really, really effective. Yeah, because it's simple. For us, it has to be simple. Yeah, I think um, you guys are are hitting the hail the hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> um, uh, we actually had an experience recently with Xander where he had like he was really frustrated. We were trying to get him to uh, work on a project in a way that wasn't what he was used to, and he got really really frustrated. And we you know, we were trying to like get him to explain what he was feeling. And he just was just like, I'm really frustrated. I'm really frustrated. And we were like, it's total. Once we kind of empathized and got to that level of it's totally okay to be frustrated. There's nothing wrong with that. Like when things change, we get that it, it can be hard. We, as an example, we were like this, you know, people are having meltdowns all over the place because yeah. of, of this whole lockdown and everybody's wow. anxious that their, their routines have changed. So everybody feels that even as an adult, you're going to feel that. And that's totally normal. We're not saying that it's wrong for you to have that feeling. Um, what steps can we take to get, you know, for you to work through that feeling? And that, you know, once we kind of gave him that in in a way, I mean, it sounds harsh to say the permission to, but for kids, they that's kind of the language they understand, right? What do I have permission to do? What am I allowed to do or feel or think? And so once he had that sort of permission or once we said, you know, it's normal, we feel that way too. When our schedules change, when our routines change, it can be confusing and overwhelming. And so it's totally understandable. And then it all just like the guard went away. He, it all came down and he was like, okay, I can try this. And it, it it's just so much easier when um, kids know that it's okay to feel a certain way. And right. I have to yeah. give Vanessa so much credit because she is really so much better at empathizing with this than I am. I still have a lot of trouble. So he'll get, um, he'll get frustrated and what he does, he doesn't get angry or, or throw a temper tantrum, but he'll cry and that breaks my heart. And I just want to like give in and, and forget. I don't care about teaching emotional intelligence. I just want to soothe him now, you know, <laughs> right. and I'll let it go. And Vanessa yeah. is very good at keeping us on discipline <laughs> and making sure we're, we're doing the right thing because it's better for his development in the long run. If I just, right. If I stick a pacifier in his mouth metaphorically every time he cries, he's not going to grow or learn from that experience. So I just wanted to, to give Vanessa the props for that because you. you really <laughs> are so important in keeping us on that track that, you know. Yeah, no, that's amazing. You know, just like what you guys are saying. So emotional intelligence really fosters self-confidence in kids. When, you, when, when children, uh, when our kids can be, uh, it, when they can know how they're feeling, when they can communicate that, they can really be a lot more confident because they know, just like you said, you don't want to stick a pacifier in their mouth. You want them to kind of work through those challenging, th those challenging things in, a, in an aware way um, so that they can show up to the world and, and be self-confident that they're able to work through challenging things. Yeah. 
So there's so many things that this this whole emotional intelligence topic really hits on, and we it, it, we really feel like it's such an important thing to focus on uh, in the family, like right away, as soon as kids can start focusing on it. We, we're seeing age four and five. Yeah, I think it's amazing that you guys um, start off by um, teaching the different kinds of emotions. I think a lot of us, even as adults, have a hard time figuring out what it is that we're feeling, right? We either feel the high or the low, but we don't know what, it, you know, it's hard to like focus on one particular feeling or get to the root feeling of what's going on in that moment. And um, I think that's something that we're discovering right now with Xander, that there are times where he he does kind of just cry, but there's no, he he's having a hard time articulating yeah. what exactly the feeling is. And I mean, like Daniel He'll said- He'll say like, I, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't yeah. know why I feel so upset. And so I, I loved That's watching cool. that intro video where you broke down all of the feelings, all of the different like aspects of each feeling, which is beautiful. It gives kids the opportunity to identify, oh, this seems more like what I'm feeling. And that's encapsulated in, in this, uh, you know, in this particular emotion. And I think that that just helps them get have a voice and be able to identify those emotions. And it's so important. So many adults don't even know how to right. identify their yeah. emotions. It's amazing. And not to like stereotype because I think men are um, becoming a lot more emotionally aware, but a lot of men have a lot of men have a, a hard time just being able to identify very simple feelings, putting words to their feelings. Well, um, we've we been shamed. We've been shamed, we've been shamed for generations for expressing it's it's not manly to express feelings. That's is finally starting to change. And where do you comes from it comes from early on when we shame these kids mm -hmm. for having temper tantrums right i mean they're not able to put words to it i mean how do you expect a little child a little toddler to be able to you know express themselves eloquently or how they're feeling and never mind regulate their emotions right. but what but then we actually shame them we put them in a corner <laughs> you know for feeling that way yeah for feeling uh ways that are just totally normal they're they're having big emotions and um, so that's an early uh, programming, you know, right. it really is. But we've noticed that one of the things that um, has really helped for kids to identify their emotions or adults um, is just to ask yourself what thoughts, if you're starting to feel a certain way and all of a sudden you have this awareness of the fact that you're feeling a certain way, um, it's great because then you can name your emotion, but then what? And then how do you actually shift and change? Because um, that's what's powerful for us is, having the awareness, but then also being able to do something about it. Right. And a lot of times um, what will help Xander, what will help is if you ask him what his thoughts were right before he was feeling that way. So if you see him crying, like, what were, what were you thinking about, buddy? What had just happened? And just, you know, and then he can connect, um, you know, the feeling with what just happened, because we like to share emotions are really just thoughts in motion. Um, because they manifest in your body, but they start as a thought. Yeah. And so if we can get to what that thought was behind what, you know, right before the emotion, a lot of times you can connect them and then you can work from there. You can go there. Yep. I think that that was such an invaluable thing. And I took that out of, out of that first class was, you know, we don't really think of it that way for me as a, a very impulsive person, naturally, I don't think of emotions as thoughts. I think of them more as reactions. But you're right. It's it's. I have some kind of preconceived notion, and somebody else says something that doesn't fit into that box, and so then then I want to react to it emotionally, right? It really does come from a thought. It comes from a perspective, a point of view. Um, and as we become more conscious of what those perspectives are, we can start to dissect them and say, wait a minute, is do I really need to react this way? Are they attacking me or are they just simply sharing their perspective? Right. right. So that's a that's a lesson that I've been learning over the last couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's huge to to be able to put that into a, a um a framework that kids can understand and that way they can avoid having these same challenges that we it took oh, us it. to learn. <laughs> I'm 43 years old learning how to be emotionally intelligent. <laughs> if I would have been taught when I was a toddler, <laughs> you know, how much healthier would have my relationship been over my life? 
Right. So true. Absolutely. And the thing that gets us so jazzed. Okay. So a lot of this that we've been talking about is kind of like managing the, the downside, you know, <laughs> making things a little bit more comfortable for us. Actually, what we're hugely passionate about is being able to change the world right. through these kids actually grabbing hold of the vision that they are creators. Boom. So that for us lights us up because if a child can realize that they are at that they are the creators of their reality based on what they um, choose to focus on and what emotions that they, because they now they're realizing that their emotions are something that they're choosing based on their thoughts. And so they can choose higher power uh, emotion, higher power thoughts, higher power emotions. They can actually, we this comes with um, shifting strategies to teach little kids how to shift their emotions. Um, and so this becomes something that's a practice and a way of life. And then they realize that they can manifest the life that they want. Um, and that's, so that's really yeah, cool. that's, that's, that's really, um, it's really powerful when a, when a, when a young child can understand that and get that early on. See for us, a lot of the emotion stuff that's out there, it really just stopped at helping kids name their emotions. Um, for us, it didn't go, it didn't really go deeper into really trying to teach our children, just like Elisa said, that they are the creators of their life, of their reality. They literally can to they can literally choose their thoughts. They can choose how they want to feel. And that's their greatest superpower. Their greatest superpower is their ability to choose how they want to feel, even though they might be feeling sad right now. You're so cute. Even though they might be feeling mad right now. You're so good with the kids. <laughs> he's like, he's so cute. <laughs> you guys got to get his programs. I'm telling you, he's like, I listen to him. I'm I like, love it, bro. I love it, man. I'm like, le I learn from him when he's like, um, but our kids, they hold us in check. Those kids. So like, let's just say last year it was really <laughs> rough for me because Sal was sick and I was like, everything kind of landed on me and all my grime and gook was coming out to the surface. Right. And it was just like one of those times. But anyway, I would say certain things and my kids would be like, Mom, what are you saying? You're the creator of your life. Don't create that in our family. That's right. But man. like Elisa was pressed. Talk about being pressed. I don't know if you guys know. I, I was literally sick in bed for one year. I couldn't get out of bed. Wow. Uh, this past summer. And I was dealing with a lot of my internal stuff. And I think like I needed that piece in order for me to even be doing what I'm doing right now. I had to get this lesson and it took me about a year to get. And that lesson was really self-love, mm -hmm. self-compassion. Like I really, I had a hatred for myself because if I wasn't performing, then I was lacking love because my whole life I had to perform in order to, to feel that love or that's the story I attributed to performing mm -hmm. that if I perform then people love me so my whole life I had to perform and then all of a sudden here I am I get I get everything taken away from me my income gets shut down we lose our income he couldn't even get him he couldn't even pick himself up out of the bed I mean he wasn't able to walk to the bathroom so he was covered in boils we didn't know what they were it wasn't we it was crazy. I was address his wounds three times a day. It's crazy. Like he looked like death. My kids were asking if daddy was going to die every day, crying to me. Wow. You know, so his team was gone. Uh, he he was looking at me doing like man. She work, was doing labor. everything. Like so, his self esteem was even. I I noticed that he felt really bad that I was carrying all the weight of everything as well. I think that took a toll on him. Huge toll on me. I yeah. mean, it, like, you know, my, you know, I'm fighting and I was quarantined in another room. I couldn't even sleep in the yeah. same room as my kids because we didn't know what these boils all over my body were. We had no clue if they were contagious. Like it was just all of this stuff coming to the surface. You know, they talk about when, when, when gold is purified, you have to put that gold through the fire and you have to refine it and all that dross comes to the top, right? All of the impurities come to the top and I feel like all of this stuff, I was being pressed. All of this stuff was coming out. It was Elisa's stuff was coming out. It was coming out as a family. We, we were seeing it in our children. It was all coming out and if we didn't address this stuff and really work through all of this, like that 
all of that stuff could have destroyed us. And I know that type of stuff destroys a lot of families when really, if you just kind of tweaked this one thing and you worked together as a family to try to be more emotionally intelligent, try to, what we like to call transform the emotional environment of your family. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes some energy. I'm not going to lie. It takes some practices, um, but it's so worth the investment. And because, I know, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I know you guys have something to contribute with this. As a couple, I've seen you guys go through so much transformation, and you're amazing. Um, but I think that it does start, Sal, what you're talking about, it starts with the parents. Absolutely mm -hmm. starts with the parents. Uh, you have to be willing to do our internal work. And, you know, I really resonate with what you said, Sal. Um, you know, I kind of mentioned in a lighthearted way that we've gone through some dark things in our lives. And I certainly have. And a lot of the things that behaviors that I've engaged with that I'm not proud of the last year, I've had to do a lot of work to forgive myself and to love myself. And it's not easy. But Man, it keeps coming back. Like that, it just, you gotta, you have to keep loving it and keep yes. loving it and keep loving it and keep loving it, man. And that's the technique I've been trying to use is just kind of like the Danny that did that thing was in pain and it made him act in a way that, that was not healthy, but I can, I can empathize with myself, with my past self. Right. And I could say, you know, I love you and I empathize and I understand the pain that you were in and I'm sorry that you had to go through that and I'm sorry that you reacted in that unhealthy way, but it's okay. I forgive you and we can we can move past that now. That's so, right. I mean, I wasn't in bed for a year, but I emotionally went through some really hard stuff that way. So I can really appreciate and I really feel the energy of what you're saying. So like, I just want to say something here because I know, I know that it's a daily struggle for a lot of parents... I think I don't think anyone wakes up and says, how can I screw up my kids today? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that that's the case. I think what happens is, is that there's old programming, the ways that we've grown up. Um, I mean, we default no matter what. You default to how how you grow up. I don't care how aware you are, okay? Because I might have been one of the most, I mean, I, I've done so much work with self-development and I found my way, I found myself defaulting to ways I saw my parents. And I tried my very best and I've distanced myself a lot from some of the stuff that I saw my parents. I mean, I, I went through a lot growing up. Um, but at the same time, I still see it. I still see that stuff try to surface. And I could take that out of my kids, right? I can take out my authority because I think that I should be the authority and I, I interpret some actions of theirs to be disrespectful rather than them just expressing themselves like a normal human being, you know, practicing the respect rather than demanding it. Um, all of these different things, instead of me taking it out and blaming them, I think it's really important as parents that we do our own work and we take it. We realize that we're the ones responsible for the entire environment. Okay. Our kids are not responsible for that. They're not responsible even for how they're, they're necessarily, um, reacting they're reacting to us we're the ones who are supposed to be there as teachers and guides and we do that not by what we say but 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 by what we do because they're going to do what we do and not what we say and so i think that's huge to take responsibility for the emotional environment in your family take responsibility for how things are showing up on a daily basis instead of taking how you're feeling every day at the end of the day as um, as a feeling of guilt utilize that that emotion to realize it's a wake up call and it's a mirror to show you that there's some areas that you do want to shift in. There's some areas that you, um, that you want to move into more, um, wholeness by forgiveness and different things like that, that you guys were talking about. There's some tools available. Right. Um, but don't, don't keep going with that emotion, but rather look at it as a, an opportunity to grow. Absolutely. Yep. And we try to lay out just some very, very practical ways for, for children to do that. Um, and, you know, we feel that tantrums or big emotions, um, that's really just an, inv an invitation um, for intimacy, mm -hmm. right? Those big emotions, they, they, our kids are having these big emotions because there's something going on with them in that moment. There's a story going on. And if we don't catch that story now and help them process that now, they're going to keep splitting, right? Mm -hmm. we, we have a different conversation. We're trying to integrate. 
You know what I mean? Like us as adults at 40, 43 years old, whatever, we're trying to integrate with that little boy and that little girl. These kids are at a different place. They don't have to integrate. That's who they are. So let's help them powerfully create from that place to help them uh, handle emotions right away, feel it, validate themselves, but let's shift it. How do we shift now from your low energy, feeling that low energy, right? So we help them feel the low energy. It's okay to feel that low energy. It's low energy, right? We want to raise our energy because as we raise our energy, as we are trying to feel ourselves toward love, that's how we're going to raise our energy. And in between those stages, we have compassion, we have peaceful, we have happy, we have excited. And all of these different feelings have different types of high energy frequencies. And outcomes. And outcomes, that's right. And so we're literally giving our children tools to hack their reality, so to speak, to manipulate their reality so that it could be something that if they're feeling a certain way, that's what they're going to attract. We teach the children in the class, like attracts like. Why are emotions so important? The bottom line is like attracts like. You are going to attract how you feel. If you're in low energy, it's okay to be in low energy, right? It's totally normal, but you don't want to stay there. How do we shift to a higher energy frequency? How do we shift to a higher feeling? How do we shift to a higher thought? So we teach our children 14 different shifting strategies to help them do this so that it becomes part of their DNA. So they know that they can feel a certain way, but they also have the tool to change that. And so it, it, it's very, very practical strategies that we teach. Uh, we teach two of them in our intro video that you guys have seen. Um, we have another course coming out that's going to teach this whole process where we teach uh, the anger iceberg, right? Anger is a supplemental emotion. So a lot of kids think they're angry, but they're not really angry. They're actually uh, stressed out, grumpy, uh, intimidated. Uh, there's all of Afraid. the different feelings that they feel. And if we can actually help them get at those feelings, we can help that kid that always seems to be angry no matter what. Well, I just want to interrupt because I think this is an important thing to share. Before you had mentioned integrating and kids splitting. Um, one, give an example of that. Like for Rain, for example, our, um, our Rain, he's so precious. He's six. Um, but he is a very sensitive soul. Very. He always has been. Um, and so he's like the kind of guy that could probably just cry at the drop of a hat, like if a bird, like a little worm gets crushed or something like he's just very, very sensitive. Um, but in order to kind of like survive in our family, <laughs> uh, he, I, I think that there was a time period where he took on the story that he's Higashi, right? Because we were trying to help him, um, get a hold of other parts of himself, which, you know, Higashi means like, um, fierce, he's fierce. So we saw him become this like guy that was just like really fierce with everything. So he, he would feel sad about something and all of a sudden he would cut off that feeling of sadness and he would start to put on this like anger. And we had to realize, we realized that what was going on is that he was actually splitting, cutting mm -hmm. off part of his, per like his feelings. Right. What he was doing was forming defense mechanisms That's and those defense mechanisms carry through for the rest of our lives and keep us from experiencing, this is a powerful lesson that I've been learning the last couple of years, those defense mechanisms keep us from experiencing the fullness of love, the unconditional right. love, because we start limiting how we can receive love. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you you brought us back to that point, Elisa, because I wanted to make that point about yeah. uh, defense mechanisms. That's what happens when we don't teach our kids how to process their emotions in a healthy way those things can metastasize into those defense mechanisms that just leave us traumatized for the rest of our lives and starving for love ultimately. Absolutely. And totally so wreck uh, marriages. That's a whole nother conversation. But oh yeah. If we, if we can't get this in our marriage, you know, how are we really going to fully express that to our children? We can and talk about it, you know what I mean? But they have to see us all kind of living it.
Yeah, and um, I also just wanted to make a point, um, going back to what Elisa was saying in the beginning of having this feeling of being the victim in, in a particular moment, um, I think it's so empowering to teach these kids these uh, that they have the ability to create their their own lives, to create the the world that they live in. They have that power. This this whole superhero training idea is beautiful because kids love seeing that. Like, oh, I love to this idea of being a superhero, but how can I do that? Do what powers right. do I have? I love it too. I wore my <laughs> X Men shirt today because I'm. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And so it's so empowering for them to have that at some such a young age. I mean, Alisa, after having kids, finally realizing like, wait a minute, I have the ability to change this. I have the ability to control my life. I have the ability to determine what my life feels like. And as a kid, I think there's so much of this feeling of powerlessness when you're a child, right? You can't, you have to ask your parents for permission for just about everything. And what a great gift for them to know at such a young age, I have the power to create my reality. I have the power to, to create the existence that I get to live in. And it's so liberate, liberating and empowering at the same time. I think it's so important that you, the work that you guys are doing is super important. I'm so grateful to you guys for, oh, yeah. for the fact that you're doing this. Yeah, thank you so much. It's We definitely feel a calling for it. We just, um, we have such a, like a heart to see families. We know it what it's shows like. In, it shows in your passion. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. Thank you. Families are struggling. It's not an easy thing to come together and to realize that as a family unit, you guys can actually change the world, that you yes. have a story and a purpose. Um, and each family has their own story and their own purpose. And that's really our heart is, is to have people realize that they um, can create the life that they want. Uh, we're all in the image of God. It's beautiful for kids to realize that at an early age. Zoomers, you know, um, this is this is what's going on. I mean, we're we're in an age where kids are just sitting there consuming adults too. We all are, right? We're just consuming, and then it becomes almost impossible to create. But we're made in the image of God, and God is a creator. And so, when you give that power, like Vanessa was just saying, when we can hand that power over to them, I think it's extremely. Um, it's a powerful, powerful thing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Give us a little bit of an overview of what actually, um, what products you have with Awaken Generation, the classes, the game, and then maybe we could get into sharing a strategy or two of how to um, shift emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have our superhero training kit. And so that's kind of what you see behind us. And um, this comes with all of these different emotional character cards. So right, this is where we're trying to help our kids with these cards to name their emotions, to know how they feel because each one of these cards comes with, so this is angry for example, uh, but they're supplemental emotions. Sometimes you're not really feeling angry, you're really feeling frustrated. That might be a better way for the child to communicate how they're feeling because that's really how they're feeling. Um, they're not feeling angry. They're, they're feeling frustrated. Um, and if you could address their frustration, if you could validate their frustration, uh, then their anger will dissipate. Um, so that comes with a little work, um, you know, from the parent and we kind of give, um, a, it's a, it's a parent, it's a quick start guide where we kind of help the yeah. parents through this process. Just to back up really quick. We've designed this to be really, really simple. Um, we, the last thing that we wanted to create was something where a parent would have to go through all of these different things in these high intensity emotional moments with their kids, right? So your kid's having a breakdown or you, I mean, they're just screaming and yelling or there's, they're fighting with their, you know, sibling or a friend or whatever, um, or with you. <laughs> um, so there's something going on and it's a high intensity situation. You can't stop really and have to go through all of these different processes. So we made this very simple to be used in the moment, in high intensity moments. Um, a, a, you wanna do is you wanna, we framed it, it comes as a poster, you can do whatever you want with it, really hang it. But we have the kids become involved in the process of creating a space for themselves that they wanna call their super uh, superpower space, their high vibe space, 
their um, quiet space, whatever it is, we have like a little um, like little tent that the kids made. And that's kind of where they go to have like, to kind of like regroup. Their fortress of solitude. Have- <laughs> what was that? Their fortress of solitude. I like yeah. that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> we should really use that. <laughs> but, but you're also teaching them to to create a space like that, right? This 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 it's very purposeful um, throughout life, right? Um, and so they have this space. Then what they're going to do is they're going to ask themselves, "I feel okay," and they're going to identify where they're currently feeling, and they put this on there, right? So I'm feeling right now kind of sad, you know, things are really like rough right now. I don't know what's going on. I feel sad. This is like some of the um, rooted um, emotions that are kind of a lot of the emotions you experience on earth. (laughs) This is very heavily earth side, right? Um, And as you continue to move up toward love, this is really like, like heaven. Like this is really like some of the stuff that you can experience. And we're designed with the capacity for both earth and heaven. And so we really want to be able to integrate um, our full capacity to experience all the different emotions that we were created to experience and to utilize those to our power and benefit and to the benefit of others. So then here you would say how you're currently feeling and then why do I feel this way? So we're trying to identify the thought thought that led there. And then you want to um, ask, I, how do I want to feel? So you ask the child, how do they want to feel? You go through this with them initially at first, but it's really designed so that they can do this on their own after a while. So you kind of say, maybe it's time for you to go in your quiet space or your fortress of solitude <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and you know, you just have a good time with it. It's something that's a positive thing, not a negative thing. And you go, um, and then maybe I'd, ra- I'd rather feel just some peaceful right now. Like I just need some peace in my life. Right. And so you, you have them identify how they how they want to feel. And then that's where we have the shifting strategies. Um, and they have these little cards that we have them with us. The shifting strategies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're right. Okay, I got um, So this is important, right? Because you want to ha- give them the ability to um, have some practical tools that can help them um, move into higher feelings. Um, so do you want to go through some of these? Yeah. So, so we have 14 different shifting strategies. Um, I think the ones that would probably be most important, uh, to, to teach, to, to know, um, the, the first one is definitely gratitude. Uh, I teach all of my students, uh, gratitude. Uh, and if we can do, if we can be in gratitude as a family, that I, I, I know people, they know about it, right? But if you can really live it and really practice it every single day um, as an individual and as a family, you will see the emotional environment of your family transform. Uh, I know it's true for our family. If you can focus on the things that you're grateful for, if you can write down the things that you're grateful for. So, you know, we challenge our students to keep a gratitude journal and every single day write down three things that they're grateful for and focus on the things that they're grateful for. So we start every single class with just kind of going around and talking about all of the things that that we're grateful for because we want our kids to just live in gratitude constantly saying thank you you know thank you for the food on our table thank you that we have a roof over our head thank you mom for the meal that you just made you know thank you thank you thank you we want our kids to be in gratitude so if we can help our ch- our children really focus on the things that they're grateful for well it trains the mind too it, it's a training ground to try to cha- uh, to train your mind to focus on what's good because in any given moment there's always two things happening and Honestly, sometimes I don't even know if there is such thing as good and bad, right? Um, I think that's a that's a judgment. Um, however, this is kind of where kids are understanding and it's their stage of development. And so there's two things happening simultaneously, something that can be judged as bad or something that can be judged as good. But we want to train the mind to focus on those things that are good. And so when you're focused on what you're gra- grateful for, you're focused on the things that are good. And the more and more you can train your mind to look for those things, you can see every opportunity is good. Every challenge has an opportunity. We're over here like high-fiving behind the scenes because we (laughs) guys are like, boom, boom, boom. (laughs) This one I really like too. Where is it? It's send forgiveness. 
Mm. This can be practiced by writing a letter or by closing your eyes and picturing yourself no longer hurt by someone and releasing them. I think kids hold on to a lot of, um, just to teach them that at an early age. Imagine, imagine forgiving yourself for the things that you feel like you've, you've done wrong or, I mean, there's just so much in that, but these are, these are things that kids can learn, um, very simply, you know, some of the simple things, but that, that are just that powerful. They're really right. powerful things. Like we have another shifting strategy and, and I tell, I tell the kids this story. I was in my room the other day folding clothes and I was really, I was feeling really grumpy. And I say, you know what? I have to be honest with you. Like I, I was feeling grumpy, you know, that's okay. Right. Yeah. I'm allowed to feel grumpy. Right. Just like you're allowed to feel mad. So yeah, I was feeling grumpy and I said to myself, well, I'm feeling grumpy. I don't want to feel grumpy right now. How do I want to feel? So I thought about it for a second and I said, you know what, let me use one of my shifting strategies. And the shifting strategy is smile for no reason. So I just started finishing the clothes and I was smiling for no reason. <laughs> you know, that smile, you forcing yourself to smile actually sends a connection to your brain to make your brain think that you're happy. So shifting strategies, I tell the kids all the time, you might not feel like doing it, do it anyway. Always do it anyway, okay? You're not gonna feel like doing it because sometimes you're gonna feel so sad and your energy is gonna be so low, but you have to use your mind, train your mind to do one of the shifting strategies that you know to do, do any of them. Because you're at the creation of your life. That's right, it's your choice. You choose how you think, you choose how you feel. So let's do it. What is the shifting strategy that you wanna do? Another one, one of Elisa's favorite, you want to tell them about raising your prime? Oh, well, that's kind of what you're talking about is just raising your energy level. So we do this a lot in our family. <laughs> it is my favorite because I like to, I like to have fun. Um, a big thing for me is joy. I mean, that's just who I am. I might've like kind of lost touch with that for a little bit, but you can actually tra train your body to listen to you. Um, rather than um, have your emotions dictate to you how it feels. So your circumstances don't dictate to you. You can train your mind. So we, we always, our, our, physiolo our physiological um, posture throughout the day um, is so powerful and we don't even really realize how powerful it is. So like if you're like sitting around all day, um, especially since we've been all, everyone's been like working from home and having to be home all day. I think that it's easy to fall into a rut where you're just kind of like in lounge mode. What's really going to come out of lounge mode? Not a whole lot, right? There's not really going to be a whole lot of energy that comes out of lounge mode. So it depends on really what you want to access. But if you can realize that just by raising your energy, just by getting up, dancing, I say we do, having I a good say time. We do with them right now. <laughs> yeah. We're right now because. Oh my God. This is how we do we're it. We're going to roll like this. But, you know, that if old you school wave shoot. And just infuse yourself with some energy. All right. Imagine, like, can you hear this? From there. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Did I even wear pants? I don't know if I wore pants. I don't know if I wore pants. Say, <laughs> I hope you guys are dancing in the background. I want to see you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, that man. is really, not only is that a really great strategy to just like get your kids smiling and laughing, yeah. but it really does have a physiological change um, that's grounded in like actual science, right? Just moving the energy through your body, releasing <laughs> negative emotions and just, yeah, I mean, that that is just so powerful. We we actually were talking about that. Um, you guys mentioned that in the, in the video, in the Introduction. In the introduction video, <laughs> um, that you guys dance every morning with your kids, and yeah. when you first get up, and we think that is such an awesome thing. We're going to start doing that. Yeah, man, it really gets the energy what? moving, and then our, our kids know that if they're at a place where they're feeling down or they're feeling low energy, they can do something, they about, can it. Do something about it. They have strategies. You know, like my son Rain the other day, he was feeling really, really sad, and. 
he would get out of it and then all of a sudden he would feel sad again. And we were trying to help him work through something particular. And he came to, he was working so hard on trying to figure out why he was feeling that way. And he was kind of going through his thoughts and we were able to show him on the, on the superhero training kit that fell down from our dancing. (laughs) (laughs) We were showing him on the board, like where he was at and it's low energy. And he kind of came up with his own strategy and he wanted to just kind of put on some music and draw for a little while and sketch. Oh, wow. And that was his strategy to help him raise his energy. Yeah. You know what? And in that place, I believe our kids are smart enough and wise enough to, when they raise their energy, they'll be able to figure out yeah. what it is and, and, you know, why they were at that place. And they can see that, okay, this energy makes me feel like this, but this energy, when I choose to do this, makes me feel like this. So it's us constantly trying to help our kids feel their emotions, feel where they're at, but shift, shift. Absolutely. And I think it's beautiful that the fact that you guys share some of these tips um, also encourages kids to look for things that can help them, right? Like that's not, if that's not one of the tips in, in your kit, he figured it out for himself. Like, oh, I know that there are activities I can do. Let me find something that works for me. If these activities don't work, I can figure something else out. And I still have the power to do that. What I was going to say was about how doing those things, um, changes the hormonal and chemical makeup inside your your body and your body memorizes those things. And so instead of memorizing trauma-based hormone profiles, they are memorizing joy and gratitude and positive emotional um, chemical profiles or hormonal right. profiles. Right. And then they can easily yeah. access them in the future. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, take it away. Yeah, they can access them in the future. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing, actually. It really is to think well, we that there's so ourselves. much around emotions, right? There's so much to this that um, it's such a vast, amazing uh, topic. Um, so so just, just, just to, let, to, to let you guys know, so we have the superhero training kit, right? Uh, we also have that the emotional intelligence intro class. So that's a video class right now. It's a 45-minute class. It's a very engaging class. Kids as, as, as young as five years old, I think, would be able to sit there and engage with this class. And it teaches a very, very strong, fundamental, um, solid foundation of what emotions are. And you guys saw the class, so you, so you know. Um, so we have that class. It's, it's uh, 27 bucks. And um, we, we also will be having the, um, the five steps to emotional mastery. That's going to be a, a longer course, still very engaging, but that'll be a longer course that would bring kids through each one of those questions, uh, helping them identify their emotions, get to the root of what that emotion is. Then there's choice and shift. They have the choice. How do I want to feel? They, I want to feel happy. I want to feel peaceful. And then what can I do to feel that way? And that's where the 14 different shifting strategies come in. So we'll actually have a class around the whole superhero right. training kit process. And that'll be a video class as well. And then we have um, some live classes that we'll be doing. But then for those who graduate from the five steps to mastering their emotions, uh, okay. that, that, that course um, they, we have something called uh, High Vibe Kids Tribe, and that's that's really a mastermind. It's like a kids mastermind class um, that meet every week, and we're trying to continue to practically work through our emotions. So we come together with a snack, we hang out, we talk about how this their, their emotions are working for them uh, on a on a daily basis, and we'll kind of individually coach those kids through this mastermind group and then but it's we'll also have- for them to learn how you know a lot of times even in homeschooling groups and stuff that we've been a part of uh kids are taught up on their own and they are missing the opportunity of collaborative efforts and what the power of that is and just being able to come together with other um other unique talents and how that will um just catapult you to new levels of of development Awesome. Uh, not even just personally, internally, but just in creation and creating things that you're, you know, you're, you're talented at. So yeah, for us, it's all very meaningful. 
And that's kind of like and the he's next. Really good at it, that's so. kind of the next level. <laughs> where we want to mentor these. We want to mentor kids in this way. We want them to learn. So we would ask, you know, like in these groups, where having the other kids help some of the other kids identify their emotions, and just like Elisa said, it's very collaborative, and um, it's kind of the next level of just just this process of where we feel we can contribute to this this particular conversation. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of what we have going on right now. Guys, thank you so much. I think it's also really amazing that these kids are learning to talk about their emotions with each other, because, um, that's something that as adults, we miss out. A A lot of us struggle with, how do we talk about emotions? How do, you know, Alisa, you were talking about how sometimes it's a lot more difficult for men to have those conversations. And if their kids already have growing up with, that freedom to have those conversations. Yeah, I think it'll be so helpful. I think this this is really where the work begins to help shift um, the way mental health is viewed in, in around the world, I think. Um, a lot of people are struggling because they don't know how to speak about their emotions. And the fact that these kids are gonna grow up knowing how to identify their feelings, how to accept their feelings and work through them is like the most, the most sacred activism anybody could ever do. So thank you yeah. so much for that. You really, you really, really create an awakened generation. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to, but I just want to say one, I just want to say <laughs> one more thing. This is going to be the to be continued part. Okay. The reason why this is so important is because if, if our children don't get this, um, the world that is to come, well, the world that's here, that we think is coming, but it's already here, is the world of artificial intelligence. And if our children are not emotional uh, emotional masters, I think they're gonna have a hard time in this next world that, mm-hmm. that, that's emerging right now. You know, even with this whole pandemic and the quarantine, this whole world, is emerging. That's a whole nother conversation. This is a way to upgrade naturally, guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was I was telling I was telling Danny, there's a saying, um, I I know it in Spanish, but it basically translates to don't think about what world Wait, you're going to in Spanish. Um okay, I'll say it in Spanish. No te preocupes qué mundo le vas a dejar a tus hijos. Preocúpate qué hijos le vas a dejar a tu mundo. So don't worry about what world you're going to leave for your children. Worry about what children you're leaving for this world. So, and and I think that's exactly what you guys are doing. You guys are on point with that. And it's it's amazing. I, I thank you so much for all of it. And I'm so happy that you guys came on and shared the story and some of those tips and we can't wait to join the class with Xander. I think it'll be helpful for parents just as much as for children. Uh, I think it's, it's really important work. Absolutely. The most important work aside from improving ourselves, improving our families is the next most important task we have. Right. Families, families have the ability to transform the world. That's just the bottom line. And so we're very passionate about that because we want to see a good world. We've been transformed. We lived in the darkness. We we yeah. lived. We were we were in it. Mm-hmm. We were we were uh, uh, revivalists of that that you know I know I was. You know, <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a little too deep, but I was taken out of a very very dark world, and um, I, I want to bring goodness to this earth now. And, Amen. Um, see my kids bring goodness to this earth. I want to see them step into who they're created to be, who they're really created to be. No hindrances. Yes. Imagine that. Imagine. I'm I'm sure they're all going to have some things, but just imagine what that's going to look like. Sorry. I could kind of talk about this stuff forever. I know. No, please. We we don't have a time limit. If you want to hang around a few minutes more. I don't know what they're doing right now. (laughs) She's like, I got to check on the kids. Destin Rain, watch the baby. (laughs) They'll be hanging off the chandeliers. That's our kids. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us, guys. We really appreciate it. Bless you. you. Love you guys. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys can check out their um, all their content at awaken.gen.com, uh, like it's on the screen.
and uh, find out more about their courses and the game. Um, we're definitely going to get our son involved in the classes because um, just from watching the intro, uh, the introduction, we know that it's going to be an amazing tool to to teach him. Um, as always, please follow. Had to stream. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for the technical difficulties. <laughs> so, um, as always, please follow us on social media. Um, we're on all the big platforms, but as you know, and I say this every week, uh, the big social media companies like Facebook and YouTube are really hardcore censoring content right now, especially content that's related to holistic medicine or you know some of the alternative and spiritual stuff that that we discuss. Um, so minds.com and float are two um, censorship censorship free and privacy centric um, social media platforms that we really are promoting. We want people to get on these alternative um, sites because at, at Facebook and YouTube are now openly saying they're going to not just provide fact checking for like vaccine content, but they're actually just going to block anti-vaccine content or holistic medicine content. Um, so no longer are they just going to shadow ban um, certain, they're openly saying now we're going to censor that type of material. So if you get on minds.com or float, these are two um, uh, platforms that are committed to providing censorship-free social media, um, and as well as privacy, they don't sell your information or share it with big governments or big companies like the way Facebook, it's been, it's come out over the last couple of years that they do. Um, sorry if it seems like I rant about this a lot, but I, I think it's really important um, that we have backups, right? Everybody's on Facebook, I know. Um, but if we slowly start to, to get it over to minds, when Facebook really puts down the censorship clamp, we'll, we'll have our networks already set up over there. So please follow us on those networks and subscribe to our channels so you get information about our new episodes. Next week, we have an exciting episode. We're going to have um, Dr. Rachel Yehuda, who she is right now doing, starting a clinical trial using MDMA to um, treat PTSD. So here's another um, medicine that the federal government says has no medical value but in actuality is being used in um, to treat uh, mental illness and um, PTSD and a lot of other um, illnesses. <laughs> so um, that's gonna be a really informative and, and exciting show. She's gonna talk about the science behind it. Um, and you know, we are very into psychedelics and their potential for therapeutic uses. So if you're interested in that topic, next week is gonna be a really powerful show as well. So thanks to everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Love Stream podcast. Please subscribe now and join us bi-weekly on Sundays at SovereignLoveStream.com for our live video broadcast. Please check out our social media on censorship-free platforms like Minds.com, Float.app, and Odyssey.com. Find links to all of our social media at SovereignLoveStream.com. If you would like to support our show with an energy exchange, visit us at Patreon.com slash SovereignLoveStream. Thank you for listening.